Down the right field line. Pretty well hit. LaVarne way. It's the right way here tonight. Yogi Berra said it's 90% mental. The other half is physical. My name is Ryan LaVarneway, Major League Catcher and Minor League Grinder. And I've spent the last 15 years playing professional baseball while evolving my mindset. I'm fascinated by optimizing that 90%. In this show, I'll talk to elite athletes and mindset coaches about what makes them tick and how they've overcome obstacles in their own careers on the way to finding success. This is Finding the Way. Uh... What's up, guys? It's Ryan LaVarnway. I am so excited to be joined today by Trey Phils, two-time Ivy League champion basketball player at Yale. All Ivy League, they upset the number five seed in the NCAA tournament. Since then, he's playing professional basketball in the G League. He's played pro in Europe. He's got over 800,000 followers on TikTok, and he has started his own company, Jimble. Uh, if you're not following him on social media, he's a great follow. I've been doing a deep dive onto his stuff lately, and I am loving it. Uh, Trey, thank you so much for joining me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great, great. <laughs> Love that. Thank you for having me. Um, so one of the things that we were talking about before we came on was you have struck a balance on your social media of authentic, inspiring. Um, how, what is? What are you trying to send? What is the messaging you want people to take from your social media? Yeah, um, that's, a, that's a good question. Great starting point. I think... Um, if you just look at like my journey as an athlete, as a kid who wanted to play in college, as a kid who wanted to play in the pro, I was always looking for that that person to kind of gravitate towards. Like you said, um, I went to Yale and I felt like it was always, you have to choose between be good at school or be good at sports. And I didn't really have that role model. Um, not that I can you know recollect, um, that was just you know the, the middle of both at a high level, right? So um, I think my social media kind of just is me giving younger kids uh, that example. And I'm just I just became that person for for myself and for other people as well. So I'm just, you know, showcasing it through transparency and, you know, being open about the highs and lows and stuff. That's so great. I want two of my favorite posts of yours from your from your TikTok are be where your feet are. And it's be where your feet are and you show a picture of you as a kid and then be where your feet are when you're in high school or college and then be where your feet are even when you're hurt. You show, you know, you were very open and honest about the injury that you had, your ACL tear. And then be where your feet are even when you're on the, on the mountaintop and you show yourself dunking. Um, how important is that to you and how did you gain that perspective? Yeah. Um, That's one of my favorite quotes. I don't know where I got it from, so I'll just say I, I made it up. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, man, I think just honestly, since graduation from Yale, uh, you know, I've had a clear track record of what success looks like from the time I was in middle school to graduating college, right? Good grades, star player on the high school team, great college career. And then I graduated and I'm like, all right, I want to play pro. Not a lot of people play pro, as you know, from Ivy League schools. So I had to reframe my narratives for success. And I realized like, basketball was a huge like I couldn't separate the two you know because it, it was why why would I you know because I've been doing good at basketball so since I wasn't my career didn't start off at the high that the rest of my basketball career did um, I just had to kind of separate the two and, and realize like okay I'm in it this is life I still need to be happy with myself and that's just one of the things I tell myself to like stay grounded and, and be positive and that's such a that's such a 
question that everyone ends up asking themselves at some point in their lives is, what is my definition of success going to be? Right? As, as a kid, there is that clear path where your parents are like, you know, get good grades, go to college. There's, there's an all-star team at the end of the season. But for the rest of your life, like there is no playbook and it's, it's different for everyone. So I, I, again, another one of your TikTok videos, you ask people, you look like maybe you're on vacation or something. You, you ask a bunch of people, what's their definition of success? And, and I want to ask you, what is your definition of success now at this point? Man, I should have been more prepared for that because I, I, I knew after making that video, the question was coming. Um, it's hard to it's hard to put in like a one liner. So I, shout out to the people that did it for me in, in that TikTok. Um, but I think what it really came down to was like uh, reaching a space where like I'm putting myself out there and I'm like happy. Like, for example, using TikTok as the perfect example, I was making videos before it was before it was popular, like before all this NIL creator athlete stuff came out, I put myself out there and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this at the very highest of levels and I'm not, I'm not going to care. Um, what other people will kind of think. So once you can get into that lane that like you find joy in um, and you can do it at a high level, I think that's pretty successful um, regardless of what someone else says. Because if you do it well, the irony is they're going to call you successful on the back end of that. Yeah, so so just I want to try to paraphrase so that I make sure I understand exactly what you're saying is doing something that you find joy in regardless of what other people think. For sure. Is success. I love that. Um, so I want to, I want to dive into your basketball career a little bit. Um, your dad played in the NBA, your, your sister is a very successful basketball player in her own right. At what point did you know that you had a chance and that you were really good at basketball also? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I low key, like I didn't, I had a love hate with basketball, um, until I was probably like in eighth grade, maybe eighth, ninth grade, uh, freshman on varsity, I think I, you know, got some more confidence in what I was doing. But uh, before then, man, I was I was trash. I self-identified <laughs> as, as trash. So, uh, yeah, I'd say around ninth grade. What do, what does that mean? You 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 had a love hate and you self-identified as trash. You you weren't the best player on the team growing up. No, like, but I think I was just a late bloomer. You know, I I wasn't athletic. Like I wasn't as athletic as I was in college until probably the end of my senior year of high school. Um, like I, I didn't really dunk in high school. And I think if I was that player that I was in college earlier, then I, I'd probably feel a lot differently. But yeah, I just grew late, small. Um, but yeah, it just took a while to, to catch up to me. I was, I was the same way. I, people ask, why did I go to Yale if I wanted to play baseball professionally? Because there was never a, a hitter before me that made it to the major leagues. Um, so it was a very weird path to get to pro baseball. But I think looking back, the fact that I was a late bloomer helped teach me my work ethic. It helped teach me to, to grind because it wasn't as easy as it was for other people, apparently. Um, and I think that you've, you've said that inspiring kids and, and showing people an example is something that's important to you. So what can you say to th- those kids that aren't the best on their team in Little League that still have the dreams or that don't make varsity as a freshman? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the work always shows at some point, right? Like if you don't cheat the grind and stay true to like yourself and your discipline, like you kind of said, um, you're going to get your flowers. It's just, it's just, are you going to stick around with it? And how long are you willing to like go until you, you, you know, reach that point? And 
And honestly, like the reality of it is, even if you don't make it to that like point in your career athletically that you thought you were going to get from your discipline and your work ethic, you know, you're getting flowers another way. Like you're going to have some sort of value add to your life. It just might not come uh, in the ways you expected it. Yeah, you might have to redefine your definition of success a little bit later. But if you learn the work ethic, you learn to do things when nobody's looking, it will pay off in other ways. Exactly. And there's and there's a garbage truck. It's perfect timing outside of my room. The trash is the trash is taking itself out. But uh, so if you hear some background noise, that's that's what that is. That's cool. So uh, Trey Phil's philosopher, uh, you just said that you uh, you hope your Twitter doesn't get a big following because it's your personal private journal, even though it's in public. Um, I, I found it today and some of my favorite things on there, uh, I mean, you had the shortest, uh, shortest tweet of all time. Less is more. I think that's brilliant. Um, one thing you said is all it takes is one person to believe in you. And I think that that is so meaningful. And, um, I know that I've had coaches along my life and career that have raised the bar on what I even thought was possible where I had, I had set a ceiling of my expectations for myself and they raised that bar for me. Have you had anyone in your life that, that did that for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can go back. Like, I think every chapter of life, I can identify that one person. And obviously there's multiple, um, but every chapter for everything I've touched, um, I can kind of speak to that. The very first one, um, outside of like my mom, right? Uh, being uh, like my, my coach, Derek Brewer, when I was like a bench warmer in AAU and we took one summer and we called it like midnight club. And we would literally start our workout at like midnight at a 24 hour gym over the summer. And we'd work out for like, you know, what felt like three, four hours and then go home, sleep, and then go to IHOP and then, you know, get a morning workout in. Um, and after that summer, it was kind of like bet I feel a little more comfortable in my game. Um, and then I could, you know, go on for a long time about people along the way, but those type of people that unlocked your next level, um, you know, they always come when they're supposed to, I, I feel like. I, I love that story. And I, th- I don't know if that's a basketball thing where you wake up early, work out, go to sleep, get up and work out again. Because I know in baseball, I've never thought about working out twice in a day. But you hear Kobe yeah. talk about, right, three in the morning, four in the morning. Like, I'm good because of three in the morning. Or four, I forget exactly what it says, four in the morning. Because he would wake up at four work out, go to sleep, work out again. And he would get three workouts in a day where everyone else was just getting two. Is, is that a, is that a basketball thing? Yeah. That, that grind culture, um, baseball guys definitely don't have that. (laughs) One of my best friends, uh, plays, played baseball for a long time. Um, but no, I mean it, uh, like different sports require different things. I feel like just basketball, like the repetition, builds confidence and like you just have to put the like put the reps in put the shots up um so yeah repetition and and i guess success breeds confidence i'm a, I'm a huge believer of that and if you're going to the gym three times a day you're, you're gonna feel ready you're gonna feel confident i can only imagine mm-hmm. yeah, my college coach would always say trust trust your reps and like trust the work so that way when it's game time you're not like oh shoot I'm going to make this shot. Like you trust the reps um, and it's the game and practice aren't too far apart from each other. I love that. Um, one of the, one of the articles I was reading about you describes you as a soft spoken leader. And, and even in just speaking with you for these, you know, 15 minutes so far, you, you definitely are soft spoken, but you're, you're wise. You're, you're, you're obviously super intelligent. Um, 
you're you're inspiring. What is your leadership style? Would you consider yourself a leader, and and how did you kind of develop that? Yeah, uh, I think like you said, like my, I lost my father when I was three, um, so just having to like be that example for you know what I felt was my younger sister. She's a year and a half younger. Um, she plays basketball as well. She just finished at Florida Gulf Coast, so shout out to her. Uh, she just graduated with her masters, but yeah, um, just felt like I had to like be that example from an early age and i i don't like to talk too much like when i have to i do but i'd rather just listen um and and act so that it's a pretty fitting description that i've just kind of done my whole life so would you consider yourself more of a leader by example yeah absolutely would rather do that probably now i kind of have to do both but definitely lead by example and what kind of example are you trying to set or what kind of example do you want your teammates your followers to see you leading by? Yeah. Um, I mean, just uh, like a person of like, you know, faith, good character. Um, just like, I don't know, just trying to live honest. And, and I, I, I think it comes back around. So, uh, yeah, just, just trying to just be a very genuine person uh, who people can like, you know, you know, see a light in. I love that. I, I love that so much. And I, I have seen the light in you today and i i am inspired by you i really appreciate it um before i i don't want to keep keep you for too long but you you've said so many times already in this short period of time how you want to inspire kids um you want to lead by example if you could talk to yourself when you were in junior high and you had a love-hate relationship and you weren't the best player on the team or if you could talk to another kid that's listening to this right now and you could only tell them one thing that was going to help them or inspire them get to achieve their dreams and their success, what would you say? Yeah, um, I have a text message that I, like I got when I was, you know, in that ninth grade spot that I all like literally changed my life. Um, this this girl was like, not like a <laughs> this is a wild way to start it. Um, just just a, a, a girl a girl that was a little older, a friend, um, was like, yo, honestly, you're gonna look back one day and wonder why you worried. And I was just like, man, that's just so true at every level and I always think on that um so yeah I might have to get that tatted or something but that's what I would say to that young person man I just got the chills you're gonna look back and wonder why you worried I love that Mm -hmm. all right well Trey Phils prophet (laughs) basketball player founder social media star thank you for your time man I appreciate it yes sir thanks for having me I am Ryan LaVarnway, and I hope you enjoyed hearing from Trey Phils. Trey was first described to me as an exceptional basketball player who also was really good at TikTok. But what I couldn't have known was how much and how quickly he would inspire me. The way he's not only overcome adversity with a positive attitude, but also the way he shared his journey so openly and honestly is sure to help motivate and encourage others to be able to do the same. Thanks for listening to Finding the Way with Ryan LaVarnway. Find previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.